What's up, everyone, and welcome to the two-on-one of Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your commish, Tommy Moe, back with another great one for week three to bring you some advice to make sure that you're set. Because at the Undroppables, we're all about giving you that free advice, that free info that you need to crush it in your fantasy football leagues. And speaking of Undroppables, my guest today, I am so excited to have him here. He's the co-founder of the Undroppables, the self-proclaimed water boy of the Undroppables, the dungeon master of the Chalk Leagues, my man, Chalk, who you can find on Twitter, at 101Chalk. What's up, Chalk? Welcome to the 2-on-1. Hey, Tommy. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been a long time coming. Long time. Man, I think you're, uh, gosh, one of the first guys Like I feel like I clicked up with on Twitter and just started talking to a few years ago and now finally having you on the pod. Yeah, um, I remember we connected. Yeah, you're when I joined Twitter community. Uh, yeah, you were one of the first people I actually connected with, and uh, then we found out we were both, you know, living in Orange County, and <laughs> um, you know, kind of our our legend started to grow from there. But yeah, I mean, you know, I've been a fan of the podcast for quite some time. Um, you know, super excited to kind of dive into some of these topics that, that you have lined up. Yeah, man, you're one of the few people I've actually met in real life from Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you are, you are actually the only one so far. I, I know Stoner, Stoner's nearby. I haven't met with Stoner yet, but uh, the pandemic, you know, kind of threw things off. But yeah, you are the exclusive uh, <laughs> real life friend from the community. The, I know the man behind the mask, the mythical Chalk, uh, never shows his face. And uh, you know, Chalk, you you've been around uh, the community for a little bit, but you know, before the Undroppables, um, you were at going for two. Is that correct? Writing over there, ranking. Yeah, yeah. So before the Undroppables, uh, I was with going for two. Uh, Jeff Lambert over there, uh, great guy. Gave me my my start in the industry just to be a ranker and an a- analyst. Uh, you know, I learned actually a great deal from Jeff. Kind of just watching the way he managed and ran his brand, um, just kind of things that he thought about uh, when he was kind of building out content plans and things like that. And it just really really inspired me to. You know, eventually kind of branch out on my own uh, and kind of find uh, my own path, so to say. Yeah, Jeff's a, gosh, he's got a great group over there, a great show. Um, and yeah, I think I definitely caught you on one of his podcasts uh, one day and I was like, man, this guy's great. So I, yeah, we had to meet up. Uh, it just made sense, you know, being being from the same area. Um, there are a decent amount of people in the fantasy football community from uh, from the West Coast, California, Southern California, you know, but not too many that we really know about in Orange County. So, you know, when you're close, you got to gotta say what's up, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, so so for those that don't know, you know, like what, how did the Jobbles come about? You know, like what what's it about? Uh, how how the team come together? Uh, you know, what's the background on it? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like I was mentioning, I was, I was with Going for Two and, you know, it was a, a great experience, and like I said, I wanted to cut, branch out and do my own thing, so to say. Uh, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own. I, I just really wanted to create a brand. Yeah. Uh, throughout my life, I've been fortunate enough to be around a lot of really intelligent, creative people who have built some really successful brands. Uh, so just kind of drawing on my experience and my inspirations, uh, I decided to kind of do something kind of fun and different uh, with, with the fantasy football brand and kind of platform. Uh, you know, so I originally kind of came up with this concept uh, called the Undroppables. It sounded kind of fun, uh, lighthearted, but, you know, kind of had a kind of a tie or relevance to fantasy sports, so to say. So, yeah. I, you know, I kind of was gravitated towards that name. And, you know, you know, with the logos and the original things we started doing, it was, uh, you know, heavily emoji based and kind of just and really just kind of casual and you know had this own feel look and feel to it um but yeah i mean kind of speaking about how we came about uh, i wanted to do a brand can i came up with the name and kind of the general concept and i started kind of looking around to my friends in the community and you know i mean even like yourself tommy i mean i know you had two-on-one going on for a while you had the pod you know pretty successful and you know and i just didn't really know that many people that didn't necessarily have their own thing going on or they weren't attached to something like much bigger than what I was trying to do to start. Um, so I actually, there's this guy, uh, Randall Kennedy, 
Uh, he goes by Terminator. Hell yeah. Uh, on Twitter, uh, so I I was in a league with him. Uh, so usual suspects league with a bunch of these uh, Twitter friends of ours, and there was this guy in the startup draft. It was just, and I don't even know if I, ter- I told terms of story, but this guy <laughs> in the startup draft was just really annoying me. He just getting on my nerves, <laughs> right? Like it was just everything he would say was just like disagreeing. I mean, with the counterpoint, right? It wasn't yeah. just disagree to disagree, but he right. had just disagree with everybody. Like even if everyone was like, "Yeah, you know, that's a great idea," or you know, I would do that. He would always have something just different to say, the dissenting opinion. Uh, and then, but it was like smart, right? He always had something interesting to say. And then he was aggressive in the draft, right? I mean, he was trading up like no other, right? I'm a type of guy that likes to trade down. Um, I know you wrote actually something uh, for the Undroppables, uh, I want to say kind of recently during like startup season. Like, it was a trade up theory that you wrote about. Uh, but yeah, t- that's what Term was doing. He was, yeah, you know, mortgaging the future, all future assets. You know, it's just you know, just going top heavy for the team, and it was just something very different, right? I, I hadn't seen this type of strategy really in in a draft, and it just kind of piqued my interest. I mean, initially I was just kind of like annoyed by this guy and perturbed, but <laughs> the more I thought about it, I just kind of thought I was like, you know what? Maybe someone like this would be good to partner with. I don't know him that well, yeah, but you know, he's a smart guy and. He's different, so and we're very different. And I, I reached out. We had some good conversations, and you know, it just slowly kind of blossomed from there. So that's kind of how we started the brand, Term and I. Uh, but once we had partnered up, so to say, and decided to form this brand, you know, we started looking around, and we knew that we weren't going to do this by ourselves. Uh, and we had a few other friends that you know we thought might be interesting fits to the brand. Uh, you know, like Polly and and Beezy. A couple of other guys are, you know, kind of started the brand with us. They kind of moved on to different things, uh, like you know, shout out to D Brown and even Moose. Um, but you know, so we started with the, with the core group of guys, and you know, really the the vision was, again, just kind of creating something fun, casual, something that kind of went against the grain and disrupted like the industry, yeah. right? Like you know, something you have different, ESP. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something different, right? Um, and you know, and there's a lot of sites, right? I mean, there's a lot of podcasts, a lot of sites. So what makes us different? You know, I think, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it's, you know, we want to do everything for the people and for the community. Um, we're not here to, like, for a money grab. We're not putting up paywalls or anything like that. Uh, but, yeah, we want to just do something for the community, uh, put out great content, and then create a platform for kind of indie, like independent, you know, just a lot of the smart minds that I was kind of mentioning yeah. that didn't have a platform, right? Yeah. We're not Mike Clay. We're not necessarily even on DLF or, you know, Dynasty Nerds. I mean, those are great brands and sites. And, you know, we just, you know, we weren't on there. And I was like, you know, I want, I want a place for all of us to have, instead of just writing Twitter threads all day and just yeah. getting lost, I, I want a website. I want a brand. I want a presence that's bigger than just a bunch of Twitter, Twitter personalities. Um, yeah, so we started just kind of, bringing on different people, like different contributors. Our, our focus was bring on people who have different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good to bring on several writers, but after we had a core group of writers, you know, we realized, you know what, we need people that can design. We need people that you know, can develop web applications, people that can do analytic, analytics and regression models. And then eventually, you know, like, you know we'll, we'll touch on you in a second, but yeah, I mean, people that understand the game, at a more deeper level who've played the game, yeah. who can break down tape. So it was just trying to bring all those different skill sets. And, you know, I, mean, I know it's been talked about in the, you know, in the group setting with us, it's, you know, trying to create that Avengers, right? Our yeah, own little Avengers team, team super <laughs> team, of uh, just like really bright people that didn't necessarily have a, a fantasy home, so to say. Right. Uh, so yeah, since then it's been snowballing. Uh, and yeah, we've been fortunate enough to keep growing and, just recently, uh, like you know, we we were able to connect with you. I mean, we've been friends for a while, like we we, we talked about. But yeah. just to be able to partner with you, right? I mean, bring bring us together. We've talked about that. I mean, for months and months, probably for like over a year now. Um, just figure out a way that two on one and the droppables can kind of become a a joint force. Um, and now and now here we are, right? Great. We have a great team. Well, I, I think we're like at twenty twenty one people right now in the whole team, and we're pretty full house but everybody contributes um one way or another most guys are doing multiple things for the brand all over the place 
um you know and i i, I need to shout out everybody <laughs> <And> just, <laughs> i don't think i have time for that but yeah i mean the whole team i mean just yeah timeless timeless well, effort i mean that's part of what this pod is going to end up being too you know it, it's there's going to be time i'm going to put some time to each episode to, to focus on that to highlight some of the work that the team's doing you know and and not just to shout them out but it's quality work it's stuff that i'm going to use when i'm setting my lineups you know and i feel like you know some of these um some of these super teams that get put together you know yeah they're 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 doing the same concept of of you know just trying to get you know good talent good people that uh, are experts in their field but i feel like with the undroppables you know we're we're trying to bring up all this talent to help each other and at the same time that helps the listeners and it helps the readers and whoever is listening to us talk and and write and tweet and whatever we're doing you know to making videos you know to get content out there um you know i think that's what sets us apart too is is we're always learning from each other we're always getting ideas off each other um to try to improve ourselves you know and at the same time pass those that knowledge on to you you know yeah no that's you hit it right on the head that's kind of the beauty of what we do i mean our our as you know our group dm is so robust i mean there's so much knowledge transfer and sharing going on in All there the um so yeah it's a blessing I and mean, we got medical guys o-line guys i mean you played the game wait do we have doctors do we have actual doctors well adam we have adam you know okay he's, a, he's an actual yeah. yeah he's a doctor yeah 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 so he's a doctor of physical therapy i mean so we, I mean, we got I and mean, we got people you know on the team um you know we have a legal department <laughs> <laughs> yep got oh yeah locked. we got we got you know so we got a good team everyone's so hungry and so humble right uh, and that I mean, that's why we work with yeah. 20 plus people i mean everyone just checks the ego at the door i mean it's it's for the brand right and, and that's the beauty of it we're all putting out pumping out content from the personal accounts but it all funnels into the brand the brand's promoting it the guys are promoting each other I, I see all of you guys promoting each other all the time and it's just i mean for me just watching all this kind of just continue to grow and flourish it's it's so much bigger so so much bigger than i ever ever imagined this to be i thought literally there's going to be a few articles some rankings yeah and you know i know term talked about doing a podcast and now what we have three five yeah five six rankers uh three podcasts you know including yours now um just content like every single day right new articles i mean multiple articles uh and all types of content so yeah i mean this is this is great yeah now on you know on a weekly basis you know we have waiver wire targets um you know mike reedy's doing uh is untangling the waiver wire and and uh, his money makers and heartbreakers, which I think is a really great article, um, you know. And so every week there's something tailored to that week. What's going to happen? How you know? Uh, every week there's someone worried about setting lineups. What should they do? Who should they pick up? Especially with how crazy week two was, and how many people got injured. You know, you need that constant information during the season. And and with the team that we have, we're able to do that. We're able to pump out that content almost daily. I mean, pretty much daily at this point. Um, and, and a number of different ways, right? Like you're saying, so, um, you know, one, one way we're still trying to like, uh, to boost up is, is get, you know, some more videos going on YouTube. Um, and, and I think, you know, yeah, with, with the three pods we got, I mean, who knows where this media network that we're starting is, uh, where it's going to go. But, um, you know, that was one of the reasons seeing the success that you guys were having, uh, and, and how the team was together and, and me being like, friends with all you guys and talking to all you guys, but still being on the outskirts, you know, I was, uh, to be honest with you, Chuck, I, I was, I was scared at first to like to, to leave my brand, you know, and, and stop being the boss of my own thing and doing what I was doing to come click up with all you guys. But, you know, after a while, I was just like, man, it's just, we need to make this happen, you know? And I think it, the timing worked out really well. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun for me so far. So I'm excited to see where, where this is going to go and, and how big we can grow it. Yeah, no, sky's the limit for us now. At this point, I really do feel that, um, yeah. you know, sky is the limit. Yeah, and, and you know, Chuck forgot to mention and, and, you know, talking about his background and history a little bit, but he does dabble or used to, used to dabble in a little bit of streetwear uh, clothing. So I think that's partly, you know, where the look and the brand comes from, too. It has a little bit of a different feel than your average uh, fancy football website. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I actually did forget to mention that. Yeah, as I was doing the branding process, yeah, kind of, drawing 
from my streetwear background uh, and kind of working with a lot of streetwear and skate skate brands. Uh, you know, kind of wanted to have that look and feel because the way I wanted to kind of eventually go was try tying more lifestyle elements to it. Yeah. As you're starting to do food stuff, right? We're doing like, you know, game day eats now. And, um, right. you know, I know there's talks about, I mean, I think you're just talking with uh, Kanan the other day, you know, different kind of podcasts. And, you know, and, and for me, talking to even Jax about stuff and, and term, like the possibility is, right? I mean, for us to really branch out and become something bigger, yeah, I, I would love to explore what we can do on a more lifestyle level that obviously ties back into what we do as fantasy football players. But, you know, end of the day, like, I mean, if we're doing merch and things like that, I want I want the merch to be, um, to look cool. Yep. You know, you can wear it proudly. I mean, if you get stickers from the from the brand, like, you know, I want you to be able to slap it on your laptop with pride and, and show it off. Um, so I don't want it to be just only a fantasy football like thing necessarily because who knows right who knows right. where this thing could take off i wanted to keep it you know fantasy football based to some extent but you know leaving the door open and the possibilities to to branch out into things that you know our 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 audience and our our fans would kind of appreciate yeah um, and kind of diversify that because yeah. you know i don't want to mix in necessarily politics and things like that that are divisive but you know lifestyle elements whether it's food or music or things like that where people can connect in other ways as well i think that's that's great right because it's all about culture at the end of the day yeah uh i you know i felt that fantasy football the community was great but it did lack some culture quote unquote um so kind of trying to bring some of that in in as well yeah and and i think you know what you and randall have created here you know it's it is a cool thing you know and it is like like you said it's the lifestyle it's the culture um but the but the knowledge base that's behind the analysis too you know is, is really really top notch and really high quality and and you can see that especially uh in, in both the podcasts of the guys you mentioned so you know uh unscripted with with randall uh Polly and and jake uh, over there and then as well as the undrafted with uh, with jacks falcone you know his dynasty game theory podcast I mean, that stuff is quality, quality content. And, and, you know, and me being a podcaster and doing it for, you know, gosh, going on three years now, you know, I definitely wanted to find my own way to, to, to mesh with, with those, what they're doing, you know, and to not try to compete with what they're doing or in any way overshadow what they're doing, because, you know, they're, what they're doing works. And, and so really good, both of those podcasts are really great. Um, But one thing, you know, that, that we're not going to do here. Is we're not going to get into super in depth on, on on what happened last week and what you know uh, what all the injuries were and 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 go in the deep dive on teams. You know, if 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 you're looking for that, you know, go to Unscripted, go to Undrafted, you know, just search the Undroppables on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, and you'll find all three podcasts there. And yeah, like I said, they're 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 going to give you everything, everything you need to hear. But for this this podcast, we're going to keep it short and sweet. You know, I wanted to talk, bring Chuck on here to come uh, give me some of his guys for this week, some of his waiver wire targets, his starts and sits. You know, and we're just going to bring people on here, have some conversation, and they get right to it. So with that, Chuck, you ready to get to it? Let's go. Let's go, bro. So a little bit of last week. We always got to touch on a little bit of last week. So for week two, amidst all the injuries that were going on, who is your stud for week two? I mean, I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anyone that knows me well. Um, but this this player, um, this particular player, missed week one, uh, but then showed up in week two for his fantasy uh, rosters, checked in with 20-plus PPR points on 27 touches, the one and only Miles Sanders. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> of course. Um, you know, and... You know, I think it's only a one-week sample, right? But yeah. you know, looking back to the end of last season when he pretty much was winning league for people down the stretch, um, you know, actually, there's a story where I actually traded. There's only one share of Miles Sanders I've ever traded in my entire life, and that was uh, two of my buddy in my home league who would never stop bothering me about Miles Sanders. <laughs> so I, I just finally, I had so many, I had him on so many teams. I was like, you no, I could, I could trade one. Yeah, one share. I fine. traded him. Of course, he wins that league. With, my, with Miles, I mean, riding Miles, riding Miles, and the irony of it is, uh, Professor uh, Dave, who's a, a part of the Undroppables team, 
he was in the finals against my buddy who had Miles. <laughs> so oh, to nice. this day, there's a lot of ties like where Dave just feels this thing of that. Yeah. Um, you know, the trade that kind of did him in. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of going back to Miles real quick. Uh, he did clear that true bell cow 75% threshold for uh, running back snaps, touches, and targets uh, in week one. I mean, not not really a surprise there um, as his competition is really Boston Scott and Corey Clement uh, down there. So, yeah, Miles is my stud. Um, you know, I, I'm very, very bullish on him for very. this season. <laughs> very. Ranked yeah. uh, sixth running back for this week uh, based on our weekly drink- rankings over at Undroppables. I have him at... 15, but that, I think that was before knowing he was going to play for sure. So I need to bump that ranking up a little bit. But, yeah, we all know that's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only person that I could think of that maybe a little bit higher than, than, on him than me, if if anything, in Dynasty, was would be Jax, Jax Falcone. Mm, yeah. um, but, but, I mean, Close. we're like we're right neck and neck. I think we're... Yeah. I mean, you got into, like, arguments about it. So I think you're pretty, <laughs> you're pretty high on Miles Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my guy for last week, my stud, uh, was one of, one of my guys, you know, I, I, everyone has their guys and, and this guy's not on my header, but he's, he's been one of my guys and that's Aaron Jones, uh, gained 44 PPR points last week off of 18 rushing attempts for 168 yards and two touchdowns adding, was that eight targets? Am I reading that right? Eight targets for four receptions, 68 yards and another touchdown. Oof. What a day. What a day for Aaron Jones. Free Aaron Jones for sure, and I think he's finally free. I just hope it stays that way, even though Jamal Williams is there and they got A.J. Dillon. They just need to keep feeding Aaron Jones. I mean, if it's not Devontae Adams, it needs to be Aaron Jones uh, all, all day. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Uh, still sadly underrated. So um, underrated. I, I don't get it. He's one of those guys for me that I didn't understand um, why people were low on him, fading him coming into this season. There was... Just because they got AJ Dillon, like I don't know, I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I like AJ Dillon pre-draft um, to a certain extent. When he went to Green Bay, I didn't like that. I didn't think I didn't like it for AJ Dillon. I wasn't worried about AJ uh, Aaron Jones, right? Um, because I, I just felt like Aaron Jones is produced. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's produced when he's had the chance. Um, you know, I mean, there was always like even talks before with Jamal Williams is gonna take his job. It's like no, it's not. He's no. not. Um, and yeah, AJ Dillon, he just doesn't have the type of skill set that Aaron Jones has. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a that's a great pick. Yeah, I love that guy. Um, but on the flip side, who's your dud from last week? Who disappointed you? Uh so Kirk Cousins, <laughs> man, this guy. Oh. I started him in some crucial spots, including did you start him in, in Scott Fishbowl. I did. I oh. actually did. And this, <laughs> and the Matt, Matt Price is zookeeper. For, uh, I, I matched up with him, and he 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 drops the, oof, you know, <laughs> oof. You started Kirk Cousins, man. I'm like, I know. Oh. Uh, instantly, in what negative twenty points to start. I mean, even if I started, it was Baker. I think I benched Anything. Baker for Kirk. I, I still wouldn't have beat. I still wouldn't have won. But starting Kirk in Fishbowl that pretty much torched my playoff chances, unless I go on a, a massive like scoring run yeah. throughout the rest of the year. But I mean that my my team is already falling apart i lost guys i mean uh, i don't even want to go talk about guys but yeah lost guys i drafted Keyshawn vaughn um i had tevin coleman like i mean i drafted those guys in the, the kind of mid rounds like you know at value but yeah that my scott fishbowl team is crum- crumbling apart before my very eyes and the sad part is when i look at the actual team i got some good sleepers i mean i got like russell gage yeah i got i got my boy um Isaiah Ford, I have uh, okay, okay. Traquan, Joe New. You know, so I got some oh, good yeah. good sleepers, but uh, you know, I think the fact that you know, a couple of my really key mid mid round guys not panning out, yeah. and then you know, wasting the draft pick on Kirk Cousins. That's so hard, <laughs> though. You know, because up until and it's only week two, right? So you yeah, know, definitely don't freak out. Like everyone is freaking out, and and yeah. rightly so. I mean, you see negative points, that many negative points on the score. Uh, for for a quarterback is terrible and and for anyone listening that doesn't know about Scott Fishbowl um, besides it being a great tournament for charity uh, with over 1200 participants the scoring for it makes it really bad for you for a quarterback if you're going to throw interceptions and incompletions and 
just not be efficient and and do well. So, you know, there was a lot of talk going around on Twitter this week about, you know, and that's in that super flex spot, not starting a quarterback, because if you're going to get hit like that with Kirk Cousins, it might be safer to start anyone else that at least is going to have positive points instead of negative points. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so my dud for last week was uh, Allen Robinson. Um, mostly because I was like, oh, you should start Allen Robinson this week. It's going to be awesome uh, because he might, you know, have a great bounce back game because they want to feed him and, and, and have him do well. And, and, you know, he got nine targets, so they were throwing him the ball. But for only three catches for 33 yards and, and no touchdowns, it's – yeah, it's not where you're you're hoping Allen Robinson to be. Um, if if you faded wide receivers, there's a chance he's your number one. Re- or, uh, yeah, fade wide receivers, there's a chance he's your number one wide receiver. You know, so that that definitely hurts. But um, yeah, I was hoping for a lot more uh, from a Rob. You know, and that's I guess what I get for for hoping for a, a Chicago Bear, you know, receiver <laughs> to do something with Mitch Trubisky. There, it's yeah, terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like you said, like that's not what you want from your you know wide receiver one or even even your wide receiver two if you're you know trying to put up some big points and, and kind of keep up with, with the league right so um well with that let's let's get into some waiver scraps you know uh mike reed puts out his uh, untangling the waiver wire uh, article every week uh and so you know hopefully you you followed his advice and got some of those targets uh, out there and won your your fab uh, bids or got that waiver priority um, but if you didn't you know you might still be looking for someone to target for this week to pick up so um, you know chalk who do you have that might still be available out there for people yeah yeah so um, you know kind of looking at it from you know both a dynasty and a redraft perspective right I mean because waivers especially in, even in dynasty right now because of all the injuries uh, waivers are still going to play a kind of a big part even in the COVID COVID stuff going on. Uh, a couple of guys, you know, come to mind. Uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, he's probably rostered in most leagues at this point with the Saquon going down. Uh, but he's still out there uh, in a couple of leagues, depending on how deep the rosters are. Um, you know, I like Wayne Gallman only because he's, he's performed admirably, you know, when yeah. he's given the ch- I mean, of course, he's behind Saquon, so he's never really going to have a chance. But, you know, he was able to kind of fend off, like, even Paul Perkins years ago. Uh, I do recall, and I actually stashing Wayne Gallman on, on my dynasty teams over the past like two, three weeks before one thing happened because you know I started kind of freaking out. What happens if you know some of these big names go down and there's yeah. all this like it's just because you start seeing know. like a lot of time with with Coronavirus, like you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, and then I started reading reports. I was like a beat writer or I forgot where I read it, but it was something about the Giants had. Collins and women uh, in the event that you know, Saquon would be unavailable. I read that somewhere. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started adding him. I mean, of course, that was all probably coach speak or nonsense because they ended up signing him. But, you know, Wayne Gallman is an interesting interesting pickup just kind of given that it's going to be a committee to start and that's kind of given. Yeah, you don't uh, think they'll you know, uh, just feed Devontae right away? I don't know. I mean, Deion Lewis and Gallman like, seem to know the offense. I mean, they've been around. So yeah. they've installed the offense at, together so i feel like they would probably be the f- first to kind of get the crack this week um and then i would assume that devonta freeman takes the job at some point um so if you went yeah, out I mean, there I, I, if you spent fab on him this week and you did pick him pick him up you know would so within would you recommend not starting him this week and seeing how he's using the offense and see what they do with like you said the guys that are still that are already there and know the offense yeah, I I personally wouldn't want to start Devonta Freeman this week. Um, if you got him, uh, I think he's a people on the bench unless you really need it. Yeah. Um, like no let's say choice. you lost Saquon, and you have no choice. Um, I actually have, <laughs> I'm in a situation like that where I did lose Saquon. I have nothing um, to fill it in with. I couldn't even get Gallman or uh, Freeman. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Damn. No, that's <laughs> yeah. That's one. Um, Kind of digging a little. Deeper. Um, this Sorry. is a. a... <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry for the ghetto bird that also flew over the head, my head, uh, uh, just a couple a minute ago. So <laughs> just bear with me. <laughs> no problem. Um, th- uh, he he looked he looked pretty good. Um, he's a satellite back. Uh, Travis Homer. 
um you know just a deep waiver play for me yeah um just kind of stashing him i i just think he, i think he has a good motor it just he just runs really hard he can catch the ball um you know rashad penny has injury concerns carlos hides a second back in seattle but you know homer looked good i mean just a couple of touches he had i mean you know he was just running really well and um yeah i mean i, I like him as just as a as a stash and then uh one more running back um trenton cannon that's a really deep Ooh. deep play there very deep um out in carolina i know, I know mike davis is going to be the next man up but kind of going and i don't want to jump around too much but you know looking at ambiguous backfields right i mean yeah with kind of mediocre or you don't know what kind of talent is there anyone could rise to the top i mean look at like james robinson um so yeah. so trenton cannon he's like, if you had, <laughs> yeah yeah Dude. right um the roller coaster of, of Milo Gaskin, like I wanted him to go to a good team last year, and ended up, oh. you know, in a bad spot. Ends up in Miami, and then kind Works of buried his way. there. I mean, I he like, almost got yeah. cut at one point, and now he's the man. It looks like for the rest of the year. I mean, they're giving him the touches. So I don't know. I, yeah. I saw I saw him play live uh, when he was at Washington. He played. Uh, at the Rose Bowl, uh, it was Washington, Nebraska versus ne- no Washington versus Ohio State, and I uh, saw that live and saw Miles, and I was like, man, I was just this kid's got the goods. He just needs opportunity, and you know, wrote a pretty long thread about him and did a nice uh, draft profile about him, and then nothing, and just kind of had to sit there and be yeah. quiet, and you know, to see him just being on the field and and making you know being fantasy relevant, being talked about in the fantasy community. I'm just like. Nice, I call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels good, right? Like the it feels delay, really good. delay gratification, right? I mean, someone that you kind of that you're you're high on, or you you like during the process in your process, and maybe they just didn't get the right opportunity position right away, and it happens, right? I mean, most players take your transition to the league, even if you know running back or receiver or whatever position you play. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, Trent Cannon, I mean, you know, he bounced around. He was at the Jets, you know, ends up in Carolina. It's going to be a short-term opportunity, but someone just to kind of, I think that was interesting. Uh, jumping through just to some receivers real quick. Um, you know, with, with Corton Sutton going down, I, I do like um, Tim Patrick. I mean, I used to love Hamilton, but, uh, you know, he kind of they used to fell be off. Never... What happened to Deshaun? Yeah, yeah, yeah I used to be Deshaun. Now he's just Deshaun. Um, Who did? But, yeah, so... <laughs> yes, yeah, so Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton in Denver. I mean, Tim Patrick probably rostered, but I did pick him up in a couple of leagues last yeah, I like, night. I like Patrick. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of interesting. He's he plays outside. Uh, Demir Bird. I think you mentioned him on Twitter just the other day. He got that chemistry with Cam from yeah. Carolina days. Uh, I actually had him on on some teams, and I got like frustrated after week one. I was like, dude, you got like no targets. What the heck? And then I dropped him. Kind of had a nice week two, like a little flash. Uh, so I'm kind of trying to grab him back up. And then uh, just one guy is Darnell Mooney, probably not available. Um, but, you know, if you're in redraft leagues, he could be, you know, at Miller, I, I was high on him and just so inconsistent. So who knows? Mooney, I know the Bears like Mooney. Uh, he could be special. I don't know. But yeah. I like I like a chance on like taking a chance on him. Uh, BZ and uh, and uh, Jax Falcone on, on Undrafted had a nice day. had a nice little room back and forth about Mooney. So go check that one out. Cause they, they definitely talk about him ad nauseum. Um, but yeah, those are some, those are, man, those, yeah. If you're in, if you're in dynasty or just really deep leagues, those are some really good pickups. Um, some of those guys I haven't even thought of chalk. So thank you for letting <laughs> me know about some of those guys. I mean, the guy I have on my list, it, it's obvious. It, it's, I think I already had him in my uh, waiver wire ad video, uh, from Tuesday, uh, we, he's definitely been talked about. It's not anyone like that we don't know about, at least uh, for undroppables, but that's Logan Thomas. I mean, he's getting the opportunity, 17 targets in these two games. Um, he, he's looking like, you know, what Jordan Reed used to be. But the only reason I really bring him up is because I was checking it out on Yahoo. And, yeah, you know, there might not be a lot of people that still play on Yahoo uh, who are uh, in, our, uh, in the fantasy football community on Twitter, but he's still available in 70% of leagues. He's only what? rostered in thirty percent of Yahoo leagues right now. Wow! So wow. I I don't get it, you know. And, and that's not even like oh you got you know a, a deep league whatever. No, Logan Thomas should be rostered in almost every format. 
there's there's no there's no reason not to and and I don't know so I'm just bringing him up only for that reason like I, I'm shocked that he's still um, he's still that available uh, for yeah. someone that's producing the way he is. Yeah, he should be on every every fantasy team at this point. He's the starting tight end for a team. Uh, he's getting you know a good amount of targets. I mean, he's what second? He's got second to McLaurin in that pecking order. Seems. Yep. Yeah, seems like he's even past like Steven Sims was getting hype in the pre- yeah. uh, offseason. And third, no, yeah, I like Logan Thomas. Third most targets by a tight end, also. Uh, only wow. behind, only behind. I think it was Kelsey and uh, Waller. And your boy, I, my boy Waller. I mean, he Logan Thomas is not Darren Waller, but you know, I did remember I mean, hear people saying that kind of has that Darren Waller esque kind yeah. of ascension out of nowhere, uh, kind of a late breakout type guy. Um, yeah, Waller. I mean, I know that was your guy, man. I, 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 I it's funny because I, I picked up, I did the, I picked up Waller last year, like, I'm like kind of the or off season, uh, kind of like what you're talking about with Logan Thomas. Yep. And then, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I admittedly soured on him just because <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I guess it was like the personality, the personality or the character concerns or whatever his past, his past. But I mean, I was wrong because it seems like it's all behind him. This guy is a, is a worker and he works so so chalk i'm i'm wondering did you pick up on any of the shade i slightly threw your way with my darren waller tweet from the other day oh absolutely (laughs) 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 of course course. i love you man but that was thank you for that trade (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny i had i had him in in two spots and i moved both um you know, probably could have done better, but you know, it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, it's it, it may things in the off season are crazy, right? And and um, things definitely make sense then that don't now for on both ways. You know, right for 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 the good and the bad. And so, you know, you have your process. You you make you have get your take on a player, and you know, you roll with it. And I think. Um, you know, for a lot of us that, that tweet out our opinions and our takes and our process and who we think is going to do what, you know, we're putting it out there. Um, and some of them are going to be misses. It's just the way of life. It's the way it is. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta still you know, stay strong with it and take your lumps with your wins at the same time too. And, you know, really try not to, um, you know, take victory laps after week one or two. I'm, I'm really holding back on a couple of ones because, you know, you got to see how the rest of the season's going to play out. But, yeah. but yeah, you know, it just, it just happened. So, you know, I just wanted to check, man. Just, you know, it's all yeah. love. Though. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what? Um, if you're going to trade with me, always try to trade, uh, try to acquire a tight end from me. Yeah. Because um, I traded away Darren Waller to you and for peanuts. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. And I think it's like, <laughs> But purposely blocking it out of my mind, right? So, that <laughs> but, so you don't want yeah, me to another... look it up. I, okay, I won't. <laughs> but one trade I'll never forget is um, last year, I, last offseason, I traded Mark Andrews um, before the season started. Mark Andrews for Traquan Smith straight up. And, um, and yeah, to this day, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's cool, man. It's, it's cool. cool, man. Let's... You live and learn, right? Yeah, you live and you learn. I, I've... I, I don't even here, – here, I'll make you feel better, okay? In one league, right, like when I was early, um, one of the like first leagues I added when I started doing like a bunch of dynasty leagues, um, I, I traded uh, – and it was before, they, before Chris Godwin blew up, but I think it was Chris Carson and Chris Godwin. I think if it was like for the 101 that I ended up turning to Josh Jacobs. Now, I love Josh Jacobs, and he's a great player. But yeah, that you know, like so it happens sometimes, yeah. right? Like if, if, yeah. if you're not believing in a player, and I was not believing in Chris Godwin, um, I thought it was just a lot of hype because it was Twitter. It, it happens. There's always guys like that. So I was wrong. So admittedly, I was wrong about Chris Godwin. Um, but it happens, you know. So you make those, you make those great ones. You make those bad ones sometimes, and sometimes you have you, you have no idea, you know. And sometimes it makes sense. And I don't know. I'm still happy about having Josh Jacobs. I'm not mad about that. That's my boy. But yeah, you know that. It you know on paper it just doesn't that's probably a bad trade. <laughs> yeah, but you know I mean yeah like you said though you, it, no one if you just sit, sit back and you think of all the trades that you you won or lost I mean you know what what good does that do you right, right. at the end of the day you're looking for the the net net sum of your winning right. championships or you're hitting playoffs and at least cashing in your leagues. Um, 
or breaking even. You know, I think I think that's what it comes down to. Like, I'll beat myself up on a couple, right? I mean, I traded like you know, I've done some really bad trades, but I've also had some really good ones. So, um, you know, you take the good with the bad, and yeah. um, you just keep it moving. I, I just didn't want you to come on the pod and be the only one to talk about bad trade. That's all. I <laughs> I try to treat my guests better than that, you know. <laughs> but speaking yeah, of yeah. trades, who mm-hmm. who would you target right now? Is it's early in the season. Some people are going on full tilt on some players. Who would you have as a trade target or a trade target that you just personally have um, that that you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting. This is like a reverse trade target because I'm actually moving this player. I'm trading away this player mm. um, over this past week, but I know that. He's getting a lot of uh, traction is James Robinson, the undrafted mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. running back for the Jaguars. Oh yeah, I, I'm not. Gonna, I'll admit this. This guy, this kid looks for real. I mean, he looks good. Um, so if you're if you need a running back with all the injuries, I think he's a he could be acquired for a a, a reasonable, you know, re, in a reasonable trade. You don't have to give up the farm or anything ridiculous to acquire James Robinson for your team. Um, I'm actually, I've actually been trading him away for like a second and a third next year, nice. like a 20, 21 second and a third. Yeah. You know, I think the, the value is very close, but for me, I, I really feel like James Robinson, he's, he's, how much more value can he get? Right. right. I mean, if he's consistently producing, yeah, maybe he solidifies like two seconds. Maybe. Um, I don't see him ever fetch getting a first round no. pick in return. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a running back, James Robinson, I think he's going to do pretty well i mean he plays tonight um yeah. so we'll find out how how real he is against uh, miami defense so he should put up some good numbers um you know other guys i'm looking at um chase edmonds um oh, yeah. you know out in arizona yeah. kyle murray like you you tweeted this like he's playing at an incredible unbelievable level um that's that's know. one of the victory laps i'm holding off on <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean yeah Kenyon drake he's there but i mean like, like we've seen anything could happen. I mean, if anything happened to Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds is next up, right up. Yep. Um, I even think like they even might end up going like multiple running back sets or, you know, mixing in Chase more because Chase has done well when he's given the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chase Edmonds, I feel like he's a, you know, he's a, he's a player that you can get um, trade for um, right, now. right now. Yeah, fairly cheap. Um, and then, you know, kind of looking up more like, you know, kind of up the, up the spectrum, uh, Avishka, I mean, this guy, and he's already creeping up pretty hard now, so it's going to be hard to acquire him. But uh, I actually just traded James Robinson for Lavishka Chenault straight up yesterday. Nice. nice. Um, and that that's a peak, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. But yeah, Vishka, I, I, I love that guy. Um, pre-draft, I'll admit, I wasn't as high on him. But after I started digging and talking to really smart people, uh, it opened my eyes up to what this what this guy is really about. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, yeah, when he was with the Buff Buffaloes, I mean, he and I remember he was a playmaker, but you know, he was injured, and I don't know. And then it kind of got me worried, right? Yeah, those receivers the are right. Yeah, right. Like those gadgety playmaker receivers that are just kind of get injured. I it just kind of freaked me out. At, at his worst, he's going to be like Lynn Bowden and. You know, Tavon Austin is in the middle, and who knows what, you know, if he's that gadgety type player. But once I saw that he was built like Zeke Elliott, yeah, like almost exactly, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you know, like no matter, yeah. just give this guy the ball. And then I started watching Tavia and doing what you were doing. And yeah, everyone on, on, on Twitter sold me, you know, um, on what Visca can do. And so, yeah, I definitely have picked him up in my home league, uh, which is just a standard 10 man redraft, you know, PPR league, nothing special. And I'm like, no, I give me all the rookies. That are producing right now because they're available and these guys are great and then if you're not in that you know deep you know to a deep fantasy football dive with with some of these guys like you're not going to know about some of these players but but yeah i liked all the guys you mentioned um especially visca and and we're recording this thursday afternoon like right before the thursday night football game so you are getting nothing that's going to help you for thursday night football um we're just going to talk about speculate and then see what happened but Hopefully it's a good night for James Robinson, a good night for Visca Chenault. Uh, same as Gardner, you know, I, I think Minshew Mania is back. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting um, how, how that kind of shapes out for the rest of the season with some of these guys. Um, one that one guy that's on my trade target list that you might be able to get for cheap right now, um, if, if you're trying to acquire him, is Joe Mixon. Um, having not a great two games to start the season – but still averaging 20 touches a game, you know, which isn't terrible. 
Um, he's got 17 points total, so that's the terrible part. And he started off with some pretty hard matchups. Um, this one this week against the Eagles is a little bit better. You know, I, I forget who he plays in week four, but he has a great matchup week four, and that's when I think you should be selling uh, Joe Mixon. But but right now, you know, you might be able to get him for cheap from someone that's really not feeling it and is ready to move on. Uh, he plays Jacksonville on week four. So uh, for me, that's that's the target deadline. Um, because after that, it's like Baltimore, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Washington. <laughs> it's not looking good. Uh, but towards the end, uh, around the fancy playoff times, week 14 on, uh, you have Dallas, Pittsburgh again, so that's going to be tough. But then Houston to finish out the year, which could be pretty nice. So if you can get Joe Mixon right now before he does well, possibly this week, and then again, possibly next week, you're getting him for a little bit cheaper. Um, and then again, if you're holding and looking to sell, uh, week four is when you want to sell Joe Mixon, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I actually had Mixon on my list too. Um, yeah, I mean, as a trade target, I'm a big Mixon guy. I, I know he's been frustrating and you know somewhat inconsistent. I I was watching the game. I, I didn't really pay attention to this, but so maybe you know. Um, are they stacking the box more with Burrow? Because they I mean, know that like like with, if Mixon's in, I. Are they stacking the box thinking that you know they're gonna just kind of run more and then because Burrow threw like 61 times so I felt like what are they stacking it and Burrow's throwing it because they're stacking it? I, I mean they're like, still running they're still running three wide receiver sets so mm-hmm. you know you can't stack it too much but yeah it, it's it's the offensive line right now they're they're really having a yeah. hard time and it did get a little bit better in the off season um, but it just it, it's not it's not great but then also. You know, there, so I forgot who was doing it. Um, it was NFL Film Room, I think I just saw, was doing a nice thread on Joe Burrow uh, just going over the game last week. And, and he's missing some throws. But you you need to expect that, right, from a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, the only rookie quarterback just going straight out and starting right away. Um, he, he's struggling a little bit. He, you know, he's missing a couple of things. So I think overall as a team, they're just not there yet. They haven't really clicked. Um, they've had two tough matchups, um, and, and like I said, it might get a little bit better, you know, with with teams that aren't as tough against the run. But they they need to gel, you know. And so I, I didn't watch the full game yet, but the yeah the the back the boxes aren't fully stacked where you know there's there's nine men in there or something, but it, it's just not clicking yet, you know. And I think that's going to come, like I said, with with a little bit of time. And so now might be the right time to try to get Joe, you know. If, if, you know, for a two for one or something, um, for a little, you know, if that will end up being better later, you know, there, I think he's going to hit his stride, even though the, 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 the road's going to be tough. The, the match was going to be hard, but towards the end of the season, I think he'll still hit, you know, his thousand yards like he tends to do. So, um, you know, now's the time to get him, like I said. Yeah. And he, he got extended, right? So yep, yeah, you know, he has so the contract can- stability. Give him the ball. Why the hell are they giving Giovanni Bernard touches when you just uh, extended him? Give driving him the me ball. nuts. It was driving me nuts. Remember his rookie year when they would just start Gio, just roll him out for like the yep. first half? I would just be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's <laughs> going on? Give him the ball. He's good. There's yeah. a reason our one of our good friends, Debezi, is a Joe Mixon stand because the guy is good. He has the skills. That's why you paid him. So I just, I don't know. You know, like, I don't get it, but... Um, if someone came to me with a decent offer uh, and I had Joe Mixon, I'd probably be willing, you know, to move him now. You know, like I said before, he did something good because then I'm going to want to hold on to him more or uh, sell him for a better value. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for you know, for this week, week three, post Saquon and everyone else that got hurt last week. Hopefully, it's not the same. We don't have PTSD from. From last week, but um, but who's who's a start? Who's a big time start for you this week? Um, it could be a DFS type start uh, or just someone that you're like you know, great matchup, super confident in. Yeah, um, so I got a couple. I mean, uh, just looking at I was looking at the slate earlier today, just all the different uh, matchups. Uh, I mean, this is an obvious start. I mean, everyone's starting JT versus the Jets, but oh, I mean, yeah. I saw that I was like, oh, that's so juicy, dude. <laughs> that's gonna be so fun to watch. Um, but you know, some some other ones. I like Gallup versus Seattle this week. I know yeah. Gallup's had a really bad start to the season. It looks like the addition of C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, is, is hurting Gallup's production. Um, but you know, as we know, things change very quickly in yep. the NFL. Um, you know, Gallup has seen at least you know 80, 88% percent of the snaps. Um, had ninety five percent snap share in week one, um, and he, but he's only seen ten targets through two weeks. So I mean, it's it, something's got to give there. Um, I'm not a regression guy, but. 
I mean, five basically averaging five targets a game when you're playing every snap, like, it doesn't yeah. make sense, right? Right. As good as Gallup is, um, you know, and this is coach speak, but McCarthy's talking about going up tempo against okay. Seattle to try to keep up with Mister Unlimited, which sounds unlimited. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a dangerous, yeah, um, proposition. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, going up tempo, so maybe there's going to be. Uh, high scoring, um, you know, kind of shootout type, you know, feel to this game. So Gallup would be, uh, you know, interesting play. And then um, Hollywood Brown is my other kind Ooh, of yeah. play. Um, you know, he's, he's averaging what, 13 air yards per game, uh, like almost 47 percent of the Ravens air yards. I mean, that's that's incredible. And his uh, average depth of target is 18, almost 19 yards. Um, you know, they're going against the Chiefs, you know, Lamar versus Mahomes. That's going to be just great. heavyweight bout. Such a um, good game. You know, Hollywood's prime for, a, a you know, one or two, you know, big, big catches, big plays. No TDs this season. Um, so I'm expecting at least, you know, one one bomb from, from Jackson um, and, a, and a pretty big game from, from Hollywood. I'm, I'm really glad that your first pick was Gallup because my pick is going to be on the other side of the field. And that's going to be DK Metcalf. Nice. I, I only because because of what happened last week. I mean, you went up against Stephon Gilmore and won and was dominant. And you were just everything that everyone on Twitter was hoping you were going to be, this just beast of a man that could run down the field fast and catch the ball. Um, he, he's only 60, well, not only, it's still kind of expensive, $6,500 on D- DraftKings this week, Oof. going up against Dallas. Um, but again, you know, that line against Gilmore, uh, six targets, four receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown, which is almost identical to his week one. I think he had eight targets, but 93 yards, four catches and a touchdown. So nice, consistent two weeks from DK. Uh, if he stays on pace, it's going to be an amazing season for him. Um, I'm not a guy that's big on pace, so I don't think it will happen. But I really like DK this week, uh, especially for a DFS start. Um, and yeah, possible shootout. Um, I, I, I love both teams. I, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm loving the games this weekend. Now that we're talking about them, I'm just I'm pumped. I just hope no one gets injured. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's just just that in itself, just just killing the season for me. Just yeah. from a from an entertainment standpoint, right. right? I mean, the the quality is getting watered down by the second. Um, you know, I, I just feel like everything with this season is just an asterisk at this point. It's just you know. Um, got to get through somehow. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, I like I like DK. That's a, that's a great play. He yeah, he 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 destroyed Gilmore. Oh man, and and it wasn't just a you know they went back and forth. You know it wasn't just like outright he totally demolished him, but he, he just shows like I just did a thread about Waller and and Megatron, and he's the same kind of thing. Like when you're that big and that fast, I don't care how much technique you have. It's just. Some of those balls you're just not going to win, you know. And and when you have Mister Unlimited throwing you the rock, mm-hmm. you know, one of the best downfield deep ball passers. I mean, all you got to do is catch it. You just got to get there and catch it. And DK's showing that. And so, yeah, I'm 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 pumped to see what he's going to keep doing. Um, I, I still like Tyler Lockett a lot, but uh, yeah, I think DK is going to be a little bit of a better start this week. Um, so on, on the flip of the starts, who's who's do you have any sits? Any guys you're you're completely avoiding uh, for DFS, or or you know your advice is to like you know maybe sit this one down, uh, not not your week this week. Um, yeah, so this week um, my sit is Christian Kirk. Uh, I like Christian Kirk, but you know seeing only nine targets over two weeks, you know again while Kyler Murray is shredding up the entire league so far, um, just laser focused on DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and on top of that, he in- injured his groin, so I don't even know if he's going to sit up, suit up. So if, even if he does, I'm sitting him. Uh, and then real quick, another sit would be uh, Ant Miller. Um, oh, it's just yeah. so inconsistent, right? I mean, I, I like Ant Miller, but uh, breaking out kind of in week one and then just disappearing in week two uh, against the Giants of all teams. Um, and like you said, Trubisky is still Trubisky. Um, so if, if you're not named Allen Robinson, I, I'm going to sit you, um, and, and, you know, from the bears pass catchers. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Miller. I mean, that, that week performance was nice, but that touchdown wasn't garbage time. And so you're not, you know, you can't just bank on that, but <clears throat> good friends with, uh, 
with uh, the mayor of uh, Fancy Football Flavor Town on Twitter. Uh, you guys might know our good friend Rish, but you know he's a big Anthony Miller fan and, and was a big advocate of him last year. So I'm still holding out hope because of Dr. Rish. But yeah, I, I'd agree on that sit this week. I mean, Christian Kirk too is just. You know, it's like, is that is that ever going to happen? You know, that you're just like, we just keep waiting. Like, he's supposed to be good. You know, like, what's what's going on? But my yeah. uh, my sit of this week, and you're probably not going to want to sit him. You're probably going to want to start him. If you drafted this year in the standard redraft league, you probably got him in pretty early, definitely before the fifth round. And that's Kenny Galladay, who has been hurt, who's finally supposed to be healthy. And so you're going to want to put him in there because he's taken up a lot of retail, a lot of real estate value on your bench. But going up against Arizona, whose defense is sneaky good. I mean, they've given up the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers so far. And I know you're going to want to play Kenny, but you've managed to get this far two weeks without him. Maybe just sit him. If if you've been winning, maybe just sit him another week and see how it goes because – I, it's just, I don't know. I don't think it's going to look good for him personally this week. Um, like I said, going up against good good defense, good sneaky good defense in Arizona. Um, so that's my sit this week. And, yeah, I could be eating crow with that one, definitely. I'm, I already don't like it now that I said it out loud and put it out there to the universe. But that's, <laughs> that's definitely my pick for this week. I looked and I was like, ugh, I just don't like playing him. Yeah, um, that, that's an interesting one. <laughs> uh, but I agree, right? I mean, but I I don't like players that coming off injury like that no. either, right? Like, it just scares me because you know, are they going to be used as a decoy? You you just don't know. Are they fully ready? Are they ready to be hundred yeah. percent back? You know, and yeah. I don't know. I just don't think he's there yet. I, I I if I had the option to, if I had the opportunity to sit him, I just I would, I would mm-hmm. take a game. You know, yeah, maybe you miss out on a touchdown and like eighty yards. Hopefully that wasn't bad. Hopefully that didn't kill your season. But um, all right, guys, I think that's going to be good for tonight because it was supposed to be a 20-minute show. But, like, when you have a guest on as good as the 101 Chalk, you have to talk to him about stuff. You have to let him talk, let him say his thing. So went a little bit longer than planned, but it's all good. It's all great info. It's all great content. It's all stuff that you need to win your week three. And so, Chalk, where can we find you online, on Twitter, where can we find your work? You're still writing some articles, contributing. You're not just behind the scenes guy for Undroppables. Uh, what can we look forward to seeing from you? Yeah, so um, you can find my content and you can find me at theundroppables.com uh, and on Twitter at 101chalk. Um, you know, I'm going to be starting to focus on, you know, different trade targets, some, some of the stuff we talked about. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a deeper kind of roster type player, so uh, probably digging in there. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can find me on Twitter and just kind of interact with me if you have trade questions or who to start. Um, I'm going to be yeah, working with all you guys, just, you know, figuring out new ways to kind of develop different content. Um, yeah, and just excited to continue to build. Hell yeah, the man leading the wolf pack, Mr. 101 Chalk. Thanks for, uh, for joining me today, for talking about week three stuff. Subscribe to the podcast, Two on One Fancy Sports, as well as the other two podcasts in the Droppables Media Network the unscripted and the undrafted where you can find all your podcasts. I don't think there's any site we're not on. Maybe iHeartRadio, but who listens to podcasts on iHeartRadio? I don't know. I don't know anyone. Everyone's always on Apple or Stitcher or something like that. And that's where you can find us. And as well as the undroppables.com. And as always, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at two on one FFB for all your start sit trade advice and just anything. So I want to say what's up, see how I'm doing, check in, you know, love hearing from you. So anyway, thanks again, Chalk, for coming by. And remember, with the two-on-one crew, you're never out of contention. Me, my 
sis cuz those transport packs in the duffel I don't do this to be flashy, I do it so my fam comfortable Five racks from my daddy birthday like it's nothing bro Moving units, we be flipping like the somersault Better come correct, get check smacked if you run your mouth Haters bunch of gay boys from the closet where they coming out Block boy hustle, six months I hit a hundred thou Lazy baby daddies, get it back, get off your mother's couch Ditch them lambs, kick it with the real ones, show you what I'm about Remember days were nothing, now we running up the count My people ready for the re-up when I come in town If you feel down, my trees will have you seeing summer clouds In the street, cheap, everybody love it now Don't be a puppet to this industry, avoid the sucker route Unannounced, straight face, like there is no fun allowed Funds to the J-Pay, I always help my brothers out One of the illest, consistent out of my district Cut from a different cloth, so I'm standing out like a misfit Whoever counted us out, can't count you on the hit list Bruce Lee with the roundhouse, bounce out, get your chin kicked Wig split for talking hella trash, shoulda listened Turn them into a statistic, did it within the quickness I'm a gymnast with these bars, rappers not up to par With my lyrical, physical fitness, killing since the beginning These little niggas talking trash, but they ain't on our level Giving them attention is like giving them an honor medal Get your money up, bum, buy yourself a tummy tuck Weirdo rapping about dildos, your dad shoulda covered up Your mama shame too, you a waste of a busted nut I beat your ass in rapping, fat boy, last knuckle up Bunch of squares in your circle, letting losers pump you up Lil chump, you a sucker, buster, just another front And to that other lil nigga, though I rarely see him The funny guy, my sister punk for yapping in the DM My sister rasped for the address, he didn't want that action He went and told his older bro the story, had me laughing Lame, stay in your lane, stick to your hobby, rapping Bunch of fruits trying to act hard like some jolly ranchers Levels to this book, you're behind, wrong chapter I just made you famous on my track, cause y'all are not a factor Zeke, so coalition, whack rapper, massacre Real ones know the difference, give two fucks if you did no competition, quit it, keep your day jobs Eats the boss of Johnny and Tavi, y'all fafas laid off Ha, too easy Flawless victory